online shopping is pretty much the only shopping that's happening right now but if you need to send or return something click and post from on post means that you can calculate pay and print your own postage online all you have to do is attach the label to your parcel and drop it to your local post office easy find out more at onpost.com forward slash click and post there's another little thing to be thankful for sunny photos on Instagram you know the ones where you get the little flare the conch I got in Key West that I blow to make me feel alive and picking flowers and making bouquets myself there are a million things that I am thankful for today but what is my guest thankful for knowing that we're you know not too bad on food shortages here and stuff like that like we're very 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 lucky and and having the time Mm -hmm. and I think yeah sitting down to have a proper meal and all that I think my day is definitely structured around around meals right now. Welcome to Thanks A Million. I am Angela Scanlon and this is the show that takes a sneaky look at my guest's gratitude list to find out the things that have shaped their lives. This week it is the turn of Claire Devlin. Aye, the wee lesbian from Dairy Girls, aka Nicola Coughlin. My lovely friend, Nicola Coughlin. It is Coughlin, not Coughlin. I know you think you're doing the right thing. It is not Coughlin. There is no F. It is Coughlin. Okay, thank you. Shall we move on? Dairy Girls. I mean, what can I say about Dairy Girls? Like, everyone knows about this show. I think we just kind of took it into our hearts very quickly and readily and not just in Ireland but in the UK as well it's now on Netflix it's traveled she's got fans in Malaysia she gets bombarded in New York in Australia it is it's a very very special show full of heart if you haven't seen it what have you been doing turn off normal people and whack on dairy girls it's a lot less sex and a good few laughs as well anyway we do talk among other things oh she's in Bridgerton which is the Shonda Rhimes Netflix series it'll be coming soon but apart from you know TV we talk about Swiss rolls that is not a euphemism and sticking to your dreams and she's also given me a little bit of handbag envy which to be fair happens regularly anyway we will get to all of that very soon but now I want to hear how you're getting on thanks to you for all of your feedback and the things that you are grateful for this week Marguerite Marian Maria Zita one fresh air two coffee three family not in that order hmm, I see what you did there I don't Danny green leaves meditation and space to let the day unfold I responded with the prayer hands emoji, which I think is very fitting in that. I was talking about meditation, lads. I've really gotten into it. I'm currently in a striped cardigan, having just done a meditation where I marveled at the wonder of a peony opening just a little bit more like the heart centre. Cluchy, I'm thankful for. Baby's fashion. (laughs) Two, fresh sheets in my bed. And three, day 974 of no bra. Yeah, do you know what? I've taken to answering the door and everything and it usually, I'd tuck them in if I was going to be front facing. Now, couldn't give a fuck. Let them all hang out. That's where I'm at. Right, shall we get to this episode? My friend Camilla hosted a pub quiz um, for us the other day, me and some of my friends. So we had 
Louisa, who's in Dairy Girls, was in mm-hmm. it. Jo- Jonathan Van Ness was in it. My friend Jack Rooks. So we were all over different countries, <laughs> time zones, everything. It was very, very fun. It was great. Did you win? I won. Yeah, I did win. Yeah. I did. I won. Yeah. And I was, I was playing on my own. <laughs> so so did you have that. to come up with a round? Because I'm doing one on Saturday and we've each been given a round. I'm going for Irish entertainment. Oh, that's a really good idea because mm. no, I she my friend came up with a whole quiz. She did everything. Um, her dad actually was one of the creators of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Stop <laughs> it! Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh I my god! Um, kind of tell people, but she was because ta- because of quiz, she's been talking about it online. So I feel like I'm free to, to tell people. So, yeah, her okay. dad is one of the creators. So is he? Which which one is he? Is he Paul? Is he the guy he, who's no? So Paul Smith ran uh, Salador, the company. He was yeah. kind of one of the the brains behind it. He was sort of producer behind it. Yeah, but um, her dad's name is Mike Whitehill. Mike um, so Whitehill. Yeah, so okay. he was one of the guys in the room that you saw in quiz, sort of brainstorming different different ideas that was my friend's amazing. dad amazing oh she, my yeah, god she's part of a quiz show royalty so she wrote our quiz for us oh and what <laughs> did you win did you win a million quid no I, what, what did i win oh i won a 20 20 pound donation to charity is what i won that'll do yeah that was pretty good yeah i was yeah. happy with that <laughs> nice and so you are in Galway yes. at home home at home home yeah and i'm the type of person i really love yeah. to be busy i really love doing stuff when I came off the beginning of the year was insanely busy because I was filming Bridgerton which is the it's a period drama for Netflix it was created by Shonda Rhimes mm-hmm. yeah Shonda Rhimes a lot of just really iconic television and um January February was just hardcore just filming all the time I was doing I did 12 days in a row filming at one point and I was like god I can't wait for a break when this is over and we sort of just wrapped hmm. when all of this started you know, people started realizing it was a real thing. And yeah, I've gone from being the busiest I've ever been to (laughs) the least busy I've ever been. I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Totally. Are you, are you, you know, I think a lot of people used to being very busy suddenly are confronted with themselves in isolation. Has that been, you know, tricky or are you just kind of watching stuff and baking? I know you've been doing a bit of baking and (laughs) cooking on Instagram and Zoom quizzes. Are you are you taking time to 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 go in a little bit or are you just plowing on and hoping for the best and I think if anyone's ever had periods of depression and I certainly have I think it can be difficult Mm -hmm. because you're like this oh god this is what it was like you know I was stuck at home I you know I didn't really have anything to get out of bed for in the morning and all that kind of stuff so I think you have to like battle with that and go okay I'm not gonna let that take over I'm gonna try and be productive and I think you have days where you win and days where you don't Mm -hmm. win in this thing there's some days I wake up and I'm like right I'm gonna do this and this and this and I'm gonna get work done and um, the microphone that I'm speaking to you on now that's been a great thing because it means I can do some work from home and do some voiceover and things like that which is yeah. such a blessing it's great to have that kind of stimulation going on but then yeah the days that are just like you're like I can't yeah. face this and I'm like we have to I think give ourselves a break if we have those days too because everyone's going through it it's just peaks and troughs really completely and I do think you know there's a there's like I have said that I find Instagram is a lovely refuge at the moment, a place that kind of feels very yeah. inclusive and warm and um, holds me a little bit. But actually, I do think there's a lot of people being very productive on there. And I'm not sure if I it's, am down yeah, with that. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like, I, I, think it, like, I, it, I, I found myself yeah. swinging between things so 
massively I'm half going like we are you know we're in this together we've got to take care of one another and then part of me going oh, why mm-hmm. is everyone so effing annoying oh shut up like yeah. <laughs> you know it goes from one or the other yeah this is not yeah. the time to start a business this is the time to oh, survive great. You not thrive your curtains. oh well done fantastic yeah well done <laughs> um, yeah it just it just depends <laughs> on the day doesn't it? what Nicola is your thank fuck for this the thing that you would be lost without besides your <laughs> yes. high tech microphone that's allowing you to do voiceovers from your childhood bedroom what is keeping me safe I think do you know I think cooking is keeping me really really sane we filmed Bridgerton over eight months so it was a long job and most of that you're you know you're eating food on set you're not like deciding what you have you know and then when I'm you know I might I might leave home at six in the morning or four in the morning in some cases and not get home till 8 p.m so I'm not going to be cooking then (laughs) just for myself um, so I hadn't cooked a in a really long time and yeah. I, it's something I really love and find really, really relaxing and really meditative and I don't like actually meditate, but something like that, it just totally takes my mind off things. So being able to do that and knowing that we're, you yeah. know, not too bad on food shortages here and stuff like that, like we're very, very, very lucky and, and having the mm-hmm. time and I think, yeah, sitting down to have a proper meal and all that is, is quite good. I think my day is definitely structured around, around meals right yeah. now. Totally. I think loads of people can relate to that. But I do think there's something kind of, you know, the ritual around meals. And I certainly have thought, wow, I didn't realise how often I eat out, how regularly I eat out to the point where I kind of really don't get involved in the process of preparing and actually the the joy that you get from sitting down and then eating a meal that you have spent time and put nice like intention into and yada yada absolutely quite, and yeah. then if you know the person you're cooking for enjoys it that's another you know bit of it you can totally. enjoy and all that is is really lovely yeah. it's really really mm-hmm. nice have you have you made a swiss roll a Swiss roll, not since Bake Off. It's <laughs> kind of what not I was getting at. So the Swiss roll, <laughs> so I loved this episode of Bake Off. It was around New Year's, was it? All I know is that we were on our it way was, back. Yeah, it aired on New Year's. It was New Year's, Year's. Yeah. okay. So we were on our way back from New Year's Ireland. Day, sorry, New Year's Day. Okay, and we got the boat. I don't know whether you've ever gotten the boat back, but it was our oh, first. Oh, I have, yeah. I mean, it's a process. So anyway. We drove back, we got the boat and we thought, oh, lovely, we'll stay in this little house in Wales on the way down. And we arrived down, it was really late and we had cheese toasties on the floor while watching you and the Dairy Girls gang uh, baking. And it was just bam. But you are like, a, you're a half decent baker, but this Swiss... Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying, I haven't tasted it, but I feel like you've got flair and you've got confidence and that's half the battle. Well, I have some friends that are former Bake, bake Off contestants. They were like, we could tell you knew what you were doing, but you know, it just didn't happen for you on the yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> okay. So what... Because I mean, I did home ec, right. so I I, I I know vaguely what I'm doing. I would hope. Yeah, but I am. Um, I it was it was my arrogance in the beginning that got me because I made the most beautiful sponge for the first Swiss roll. It came out of the oven. And I was like, oh my Christ, that could not look any better. <laughs> so I put it on the table, and then Prulief came over and she she sort of pressed it with her finger and she said, I think you know what you're doing. And I said, yeah, I think I do as well. Watch and then me. about ten minutes later, I looked at it and went that was meant to be rolled the minute it came out of the oven. So if, if anyone doesn't know, if you don't roll a Swiss roll immediately, it gets hard. you've screwed it up. And I basically made made jam from scratch and that I tried to put it in and it just cracked and crumbled. Oh. And then the second one, the ovens on Bake Off are really, really swish. 
but incredibly complicated. So they're all just these symbols and you're like, oh, okay. So I turned the oven off trying to conserve energy because <laughs> they just say like, leave it on just in case you need it. But I was like, no, 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 I'm saving the planet here. Good I'm for you. Of the, of the Bake Off tent. So I um, went to put the second sponge in, made my mixture and then it just looked wrong and it came out and I was like, what the hell? It was very, very cooked on top and then still wobbly. And then I realized that I'd grilled it. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then I made a third one and that ca- and then I had to make fresh jam for the third one and the third one worked <laughs> oh wait. so have you got you know a bit of traumatic stress when you think about making a Swiss roll or can you really enjoy I, them now I, it took me a while I didn't bake after bake off for a while because it's like it's a really funny thing it's so much fun but it is so stressful yeah and I'm the type of person I don't like doing something if I don't think I'm going to do it well, which is why, you know, I don't attempt any sports. But I'm like, no, I really wanted to. I didn't go in thinking I'm an actor and that's why I'm doing Bake Off. I'm like, I am a Bake Off contestant on Bake Off doing baking. Like, I'm taking <laughs> this seriously. To... Exactly. Okay. Um, but then my family asked me to make the trifle for uh, Christmas Day. Yes. So I remade it and... And I nailed it. I was very happy. Nailed it. <laughs> nailed yeah. it. So you're it's quite competitive. It's much more fun. I, I, I mean, it's funny. I didn't think I was. And then my friend Camilla um, was like, you're so competitive. And I think I'm competitive with myself. Mm-hmm. And more so, I really want to do well yeah. in my own lane. I'm not really. And it's funny, on Bake Off, you can't be competitive because you don't actually know what everyone else has done. You're so focused yeah. on what you're doing that my mum was like, what did Dylan do on that bit? I'm like, I have no idea. I was on like, my third Swiss roll, map. I had a bigger yeah, fish Yeah, I was to like, fry. I had a lot going on, you know. You had to make custard. You had to make, I'd made two sets of jam, three Swiss rolls, yeah. mascarpone toppings, stewed fruit, whatever. It works. <laughs> it a lot. Yeah. yeah. But like fab. I loved it. Oh, thank you. I loved it. Was it. Good. It, was, it was good fun. Yeah. We really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and Dairy Girls, when is it back? So we were meant to start filming around now okay to be honest and yeah yeah and we were all it was mad because you know when this all started I was like you know we we just I think your brain just makes assumptions to make you feel better so I was like it'll just be like a month and it will be fine and you just you know tell yourself these these lies Mm. that you don't you know you're just to kind of comfort yourself but yeah our filming has been put on hold for now um which sucks and yeah. we we're all really excited to go back and start again and and see the scripts because we actually haven't we made the second series back in 20 2018 oh wow we made it in october november so it's been a really long time since Break. we've all been together filming yeah um yeah it's been so long so we don't really know i mean there's tentative dates when they're hoping we can go back yes. and do it but we we really don't know at the minute which which just sucks but we've all been in contact with one another and you know just seeing how we're getting on and good yeah I'm just I'm just friends, excited like, to it, it yeah, yeah that's it we're, we're close and I think we share just that that bond with one another mm. I think our our lives all change so drastically so quickly yeah that you know, there's no one else that can really relate to that in the same way. Mm-hmm. So we're lucky that we have one another. Well, it's that. a very, it's a very um, specific thing, isn't it? And it's a very special thing that I don't think very many people can relate to that one job that becomes like, it's quite an iconic show. It's it's mad, you know, though it's funny. There was an episode on last night, E4, are we showing um, both series at the moment? Yeah. And it was on and I, it's because it's, a lot of the episodes it's been a, a while since I watched them and I had it on I was like oh my god this is mad that I'm in this and this is what it's become mm. and 
it's it, yeah it, it, it's still crazy to me and I think no matter what other jobs I ever get to do there's never going to be anything like that that's just going to be a special thing and I don't want there to ever be another Dairy Girls I mean I want to go and do lots of different things but I think it will always hold such a special place for me because it was always the type of show that I always wanted to be in I was always like Irish women are hilarious yeah and I don't think we see enough Irish comedy on TV and I want I, I when I first met my agent Emma I went to meet her and she said, what jobs would you like to do? And I said, I really think I would do well in a Channel 4 comedy. Okay. And that, like, and this was before I ever knew about the existence of the scripts, nothing. I didn't knew nothing, but I just, I felt like, okay, I feel like that's the right path that yeah. I want to start on. I don't know what it is. And then the script popped up and yeah. Wow. And so is that a fate thing? Do you think that you kind of, do you believe in that? Do you think that you created that opportunity for yourself or do you feel it weirdly, lucky? Or? It's funny. It felt, it, it, it something felt very faded about that job mm-hmm. like when I got the script through I said to my sister I don't know why but I just feel like I'm going to get this and yeah. it wasn't like I'd never played a character like that before I'd never done the accent before I said to my sister I don't know I just feel like I'm getting this job and it's she yours said, yeah I, I think you are too I don't know why and it was like a six-month audition process so it wasn't like I auditioned and got it or anything mm-hmm. like that but I Every, even if I didn't hear for, from the casting director, Carla, for a month, I was like, I still feel like I'm. this job is mine. I don't know what it is. It just felt like all the stars aligned or something. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. And has it yeah. changed? Do you think going back to it now? Because obviously having a success you know like a show I mean I don't know I can't remember was it the biggest watch series on Channel 4 comedy on Channel 4 in 10 years or since Father Ted like it's kind of since 2004 it was their most watched so we debuted in 2017 okay well. so it would have been their yeah their, and it's the biggest um, most watched show in Northern Ireland on record which is insane Mad. she also made it a lot more difficult to film a series too oh my god it was weird it was so weird going back and then being like oh we everyone knows who we are here yeah. this is so strange and, but they yeah. don't, they not only know who you are, I think they love you deeply for the representation. And I think, you know, I remember at the embassy hearing Lisa talk about it and about, you know, wanting to represent a time in Ireland that we, like everybody outside of Ireland has a vision of what Northern Ireland. And actually, I think. Yes. To a degree, having grown up in the Republic, we had an idea of what Northern Ireland was and it was kind of oh, spoken about in yeah. harsh terms and it was scary and it was bleak and it was quite dark. And actually, you know, the 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 dark in the best possible way, the, that dark, funny humour that's born out of a situation like that is is what she's managed to um, to celebrate. And I think that's what people love. They're like, yes, that's what that's who we are. We don't need a tilted head. Completely. And I think like Lisa wanted to show the joy of Derry and she's done that so well because if you ever go there, that's what you'll see of the place, the people, their personality, how bright and sparky and funny they are. And, and it's, you know, it's called the Maiden City for a reason. It's really ruled by the women. And I think the show shows that so brilliantly. And we get people coming up to us, thanking us for what we've done. And you go, it's not it's nothing to do with me it's Lisa McGee writing this mm-hmm. brilliant brilliant show I'm just lucky to be part of it and I you know feel like an adopted dairy woman at this stage yeah. they're so and my family love going up there we um we do some of our screenings there um when the first and second series came out and yeah my 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 mum gets treated like royalty it's so so, so funny cute it's but so it's nice. funny because yeah. you kind of assume okay whatever about the Irish loving it the English loving it but now it's on Netflix and it's a global 
hit. Were you Wild. surprised? Well, I always had a lot of faith in the show, but I think, you know, coming from Galway, there was jokes I didn't really get yeah. in the script initially. And, you know, things like Wayne that we don't say yeah. in Galway. And I was like, gosh, this is very specific. And I love that because it, it felt very true. But I thought, I don't know how this is going to travel. I'm not really sure. Yeah. And then it went on Netflix and then... It was it's in it's insane to me. It like we get messages from people from Mongolia, yeah. from Canada, from Brazil, from Argentina, from Japan. Like the way that it, the show has traveled, it it still blows my mind. And you know, mm. getting I've been I went to New York and got recognized there. Like and I when I say record, I mean like everywhere. Louisa and I went together. Louisa who plays Orla. Yeah. Everywhere we went, we got recognized. We would walk into a bar and we'd have trays of shots sent over to us. And no. I was like, and that was not actually that was really not long after the show. The show had been out there like three weeks or something yeah. when that happened. And then I was in LA in February and people there came up to me and I was like this is so mad this is so mad yeah it still feels like a bit of a dream really yeah dream bonkers brilliant oh let's do the thank you next yes so is there a is there a chapter of your life that's now behind you that you think Fuck, I'm glad to see the back of that. Or maybe you've even been able to kind of get a bit of, um, you're able to think of it with with fondness for what you yeah. learned. Um, I think like the last normal person job I have <laughs> I've had was um, I worked in an opticians in Galway and I moved back to Galway um feeling like a completely failed actor was super depressed about it was like okay I'm never gonna get out of this everything just sucks and um couldn't get a job anywhere like I'm not even acting because that just wasn't happening I like a coffee shop couldn't get a job in a coffee shop a shoe shop a closure nothing um I went to get my eye test and um my optician was like oh we we need someone like two days a week and I was like yes I will do that job thank god and um you know, you can imagine I didn't earn much money only <laughs> working yeah. two days a week. But something um, about working there, it gave me structure. Mm-hmm. It um, it also gave me, I have a weird love for like filing and things and organizing, <laughs> which is why I'm really good at keeping my tax receipts in order because I think, you know, the lives that we kind of have, they're very unpredictable. Yeah. And you could go from, you know, as we said, the busiest time in your life to nothing. And, mm-hmm. you know, even without a global pandemic, that can happen. So I think, um, yeah, I used to organize the files and tell people when to come in for their eye tests. And I digitized all this stuff. And I quite like that. But I really then kind of focused on because my mind wasn't in a good place. And I think that time, that little bit of structure helped me. And I was able to, you know, just make myself feel better and mm-hmm. slowly just sort of recover and get back to to being myself so there's something about that time I look back on fondly even though I had no money and I had you know I think it gave me the time to recover and rebuild yourself I think there's nothing wrong I think we are so willing to see ourselves as failures when things go wrong and I've certainly been you know victim to that where I go oh well well, I've screwed up this is not gonna happen this is terrible but I think there's nothing wrong with regrouping I've known so many I, I certainly moved to London and left multiple times because I was like this is not working out I can't afford this I've screwed up I've failed yeah whereas that's just a horrible way to treat yourself just mm-hmm. go no I'm regrouping I'm I'm you know I'm building myself from the ground up again that's all right that's all good so yeah, yeah. weirdly 
Because I do think people assume looking at, you know, from the outside in, you like I don't imagine you're going to have a real person job again, you know, and the idea of, you know, this massive hit that you're a part of and you springing seemingly out of nowhere, you know, which is always the case. You you mm-hmm. kind of and that visibility. But actually that idea that you've had to go away and rebuild and actually kind of I don't know sometimes I think it's quite demonic isn't it when you've when you've fallen apart and you still want to do the thing that actually is feels in one way like it's destroying you you know whether it's that rejection or that just slog and that sense that it's never going to happen and then you keep you keep doing it and that failure actually becomes the thing that drives you rather than the thing that beats you and it's it's tough and I don't blame people I think we hear a lot about people who you know it did work out for but I know friends that it didn't and you know I know how hard it was for them to because people say well you're brave to keep going I go well people are very brave to give it up yeah I agree you know because that's not easy that's not easy at all it doesn't mean they still don't have those dreams but I I, I don't know if you know there's a book that comes out every year called Spotlight Graduates it's all the Mm -hmm. graduates from the kind of top drama schools in the UK and I have a copy from the year I graduated and there is hundreds and hundreds of young actors in there yeah but if you flip through it you wouldn't recognize 20 of them mm-hmm. like the, the chances of you making it in this industry are so cruelly tiny yeah. you know and I think I, when I finished drama school like I sort of looked through that book and was like god I wonder how many of these people are going to be acting in 10 years and it's it's not very many it's really tough yeah so tough and what do what why or how did you keep going what was it that kind of made you go okay I'm not going to say actually maybe this isn't for me and be brave enough to pack it in oh god I don't know I think I had great support I think um my my, my family certainly at points were like you have an English degree but you could you could just go into teaching and I just desperate like I think it just acting was just in my heart it's just always been a part of who I am ever since I was like four or five years old it was just I was mystified in love with the whole thing and I think a really important part of because I think a lot of people think they would like to be an actor I think but unless it really truly makes your heart happy I would not do it because trust me there's a lot of there is I know everyone thinks yeah there's a lot of rejection there is a lot of rejection there is an Mm. awful lot and you know, it, it, it's just tough, but I, and I knew people, I'd worked with certain people like early in my career who, you know, I would go, I did tours of some plays and stuff and I loved it. And I would love getting to the venue and setting up the dressing room and, you know, standing backstage every bit of it. I was like, Oh my God, I love this. And then people I would work with would go, Oh, it's not a great crowd tonight. Oh, there's not many people in no agents going to come see this. No one's going to. And I thought, hang on, you have to, re- when you're doing the job, that's your time you have to revel in that if you're not reveling in it you shouldn't be doing it because there's enough hard times you need to appreciate the good times when they come and it just I think the good the good feeling just outweighed it and it I just knew how happy it made me I couldn't really truly see myself doing anything else yeah oh my god I'm smiling in in uh, recognition and it's like I remember because uh-huh. I used to be a stylist right really very, obviously very different thing but like it there's a lot it's really hard you're first there you're the last one to leave oh but god like yeah. I grew up in Mead I suddenly came you know I had a little stall and then I saw this thing styling hadn't even it had never even 
come into my mind Mm. that a person it's their job to put clothes on that and imagine that scene yada yada and I remember the excitement. I worked with a stylist, Ashling Farinella, as her assistant. And she would be so embarrassed asking me. She's like, oh, can you do the dropbacks? I was like, the dropbacks? Fuck yeah, I'll do the dropbacks. What are they? And then she's like, it's basically you hauling ass around Dublin, dropping back. And I'm like, amazing. I get the opportunity to see like all of the people who own the shops. And then they know that I'm in this thing and I'm styling and I'm like getting to put shoes on, like tape on the shoes and I'm getting to do this. And I was like, if you are not excited... I kind of framed it in my mind as this is free training instead of this is like labor that I'm not being paid for and like the slog that I have to go through. I reveled in every single bit of it and it made everything. I really believe like the resistance wasn't there and things just flowed super quickly. And the same thing happened with me in TV. And then sometimes if you're not aware, there becomes a point where you're suddenly there's a lot to lose now. Sure, and you, yeah. You, you know, you're kind of gripped by the fear. Has that started to creep in a little bit now that you're like, you're you're under the spotlight literally now? Well, it's quite mad sometimes because I think I, I, you know, I feel like the exact same person really. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, that's the thing that people assume that you change and you go, well, not really. Also, because this mm-hmm. happened to me, I got Dairy Girls at 30, so I was pretty certain of yeah but I, I think yeah. I make an a, a point to make sure I have it's not like a like a meditative moment but every day that I'm on set or I'm doing I go I am so grateful that I get to do this and I think it's so important yeah. if you're not like appreciative and sometimes I'll see you know people complain on set about not getting a coffee and not doing this and I'm this and I, I, I mean I whinge I get I'm like always whinge about being tired because you don't sleep much when you're filming but I would never mm-hmm. outweigh it for how grateful I am for the job. And I think, you know, you should never lose that. And I try and go into every job with a very open mind and heart and, you know, be open and listen and stuff like that. I don't I don't ever want to be blasé about it, I think is the thing. And I, do, I don't think yeah. I ever will be. I think because it took me so long to get where I am now, I'm hyper grateful and possibly over, but I don't care. I'd rather be over than not. Totally. Totally. And it's funny because you mentioned you didn't have a like a meditation practice. You don't sit down and meditate. But actually that very act of its presence, isn't it? It's going right now I am going to revel. And I think that's the word I'm going to revel in this feeling of doing the thing that a few years ago seemed unlikely. Unless you appreciate the moment it passes. And I used to find it really difficult to live in the moment. I was constantly like, but I could be doing this thing and what about this thing that I used to do and what other whereas I think as I've gotten older, it's I've been very lucky and I've been able to much more go, this is what's happening right now. And I think it's a much if you can kind of train your brain to to be that way, it's it's a it's a much nicer way to live because you're not you're not dividing yourself. You're just being like, This is what's this is what's happening, this is what I'm doing, I am here, this is now. <laughs> Especially like with all of Dairy Girls mm. and its success, I'm like you know, if I'm sad at the BAFTAs, I have to go in my brain. I am sad at the BAFTAs. I sat at home watching the BAFTAs. Yeah. My whole life, wondering if I've ever be here and I am here now and like take it the hell in. It's like taking mental snapshots for mm. for things. Yeah. And it's reminding yourself, this is it. Yeah. It's not down the road. It's not when I'm at the Oscars. I'm not like dismissing the BAFTAs because now the Oscars is suddenly something totally. or the Emmys is something that might be on the horizon. It's like, this is this is it. This is the Whatever win. it is, this yeah, is you just prize. have to sit and take a moment and go, 
I am here. This is now. I got this. Like, even it's like, I know it mightn't seem like the biggest thing to some people, but the fact that I'm able to pay my rent doing what I love, I think about that all the time, Mm -hmm. all the time. And like, I don't live in a mansion and I don't like, you know, have a very fancy flat or anything like that. But I'm like, I do not need any other job other than this. And I can pay my rent doing that and I can buy some nice shoes as well. (laughs) So that's good. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And I do think you've, you know, you've had to go home as you might have felt. And I've certainly felt it with your tail between your legs and gone, I'm back, I'm back home. So the independence and the achievement of being able to go I'm paying my rent and I'm literally like I'm yeah it's, yeah, it's just I'm a flying. it's just a good feeling because I didn't know if I'd ever be able to financially support myself by doing acting that was another I think side of things people don't yeah. also people assume you make millions and millions on television as well mm-hmm. <laughs> you know everyone's like she yep. must be loaded I'm like mm, I wish um but yeah the fact that I'm able to pay my rent that's <laughs> yeah. a that's a big deal for me Is there a thanks, Nicola, that got away? Oh, I would love to. So my dad, my dad passed away before I got Dairy Girls, five days before I got it, he passed. And he kind of never got to see it happen. And he, I mean, I I don't think he was necessarily thrilled that I wanted to be an actor. It wasn't like, that would be my number one choice for my child (laughs) because it's so uncertain. Mm -hmm. But I would love to, to, you know, thank him for everything and, be like, look, you, I know it wouldn't have been your choice, but you, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do it if I hadn't had, you know, my family around me. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I can only imagine how, how proud he would be at seeing you fly. Oh, it would, he, he would have, he would have loved it all. Honestly, he loved, he loved a fancy mm. occasion and he would, <laughs> he would have loved, I mean, the, the mural would have been fun. The, the Dairy Girls mural in Derry would have been, I would yeah. have loved to have shown him that he would have been. Yeah, <laughs> proud as punch about that. Yeah. I reckon. I think he would. I think he would have really loved the show. I think it would have been right up his street too. I mean, it's funny. <laughs> as fuck, I know it's funny. I was. I was actually <laughs> cracking up laughing at it last night. The scripts are just so brilliant. There's no one who's an afterthought in that show. It's oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. What I I think about the day that I won't play Claire again, and it's going to be horrendous. I can't. I mean, I like. I think that's going to be an absolute will, yeah. heartbreaker because Claire is. She's, yeah, she she's is, a special one, isn't she? I feel like I always understand you. I mean, just as you would understand them more as time goes on. But I'm like at the beginning, mm. I was like, oh, this character's such a pain in the ass. And then the more I got to know her, I was like, oh, but she's this and she's this. You understand people's motivations that are different yeah. to how you would conduct yourself, but you find it okay. That's why she's doing this way. And she, behaving like that and all of this and they exist yeah. really as a real person in your in your mind as well I don't know <laughs> so does this mean that you would be unable to um to play a character that is like hideous and despicable because I can't imagine you being friends with that type of human in real life it's always that there's this really famous Laurence Olivier quote where he said you know Darth Vader didn't think he was a bad guy <laughs> and I think that's what we yeah, always need okay. to remember like the thing is I would never behave the way Claire would I would never rat out my friends I'd never be like that so you have to just try and understand their perspective it's you can't go in with sort of a a judgmental head on you You have to go okay why are they doing this because people always think they're behaving in the best way like Donald Trump thinks he's a great guy (laughs) so I think you have to go in without you have to try and I mean you can judge on first reading and then you have to try and let go of that and think okay, why are they doing this? And they think they're doing this for the right reasons or even if they're not, how are they justifying that to themselves? And yeah. 
what is the gift that you are most grateful for? Oh, God. Oh, so I did buy when I got at Dairy Girls, I bought myself a Marc Jacobs handbag. Oh, tasty. And, I, and um, yeah, I do. I try. I get myself a little something, something every time. So I got a Mulberry handbag when I got Bridgerton. Lovely. A, little, a very little one. I was like trying not to go too crazy. And then when I finished the job, I got myself some some Gucci shoes. <laughs> oh, she's losing the run of herself. I know. I said I'm the same person, but with nicer handbags and shoes. That's what it is. <laughs> and so what is that? Is Because I, I used to do the same. I think it's really easy to kind of look ahead and always be moving towards the next thing. And actually sometimes buying yourself... A, a present is like a physical reminder for you to acknowledge Definitely. like an achievement in the now not to be you know already on to the next thing I think it's always it's often a funny way to have me like knowing the value of what I've got so I'm not just gonna go out and just buy something like that willy-nilly I'm like mm. it needs to be a reason and I need to go I got that because I worked hard and I achieved this and that it's really gratifying to look at I mean those push shoes they got one outing before all of this happened but they're currently (laughs) sat up for me to look at they're like really pretty in gold they've got like the little symbol on them and stuff but I think when you know you've worked hard for something that's that's way more satisfying and I'm a big gift giver I love buying gifts for people Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah it's, not, it's nice what, have you been sent any weird um, gifts from fans oh gosh I mean we get so much fan art which I love I adore it although sometimes they draw me like a tiny sumo wrestler I'm like no come on come on <laughs> you can't draw everyone else like Linda Evangelista and then have no that's not fair <laughs> so some of them, you're like thanks but I'm fuck like, off cheers. keep it <laughs> Um, well listen thank you so so much it was an absolute joy to chat to you and uh, mind yourself and and enjoy the time with your mum and your microphone big 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 thank you to Nicola if you want to actually wee yourself laughing which is not the worst thing you can do in lockdown or in the loosening of Dairy Girls it's available on Netflix and And keep an eye out for the Shonda Rhimes produced Bridgerton, which Nicholas stars in. It is coming to Netflix later on this year. And as ever, if this has sparked some ideas about what you're thankful for this week, I would love to hear all about them. Drop them to me with the hashtag ThanksAmillionTrio or Angela Scanlon on Twitter, on Instagram. I have not done TikTok. I will not do TikTok. If I do TikTok, please call somebody and tell them to help me. We are dropping new episodes every single week and you can get them here first and free when you subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify or on your smart speaker of choice. And if you're loving the show, please do write us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's currently on five stars. I know, which feels like a win, even though lots of people are on five stars, but it feels very personal to me and I've not won very many things in my life. So let's keep it at the old five stars, right? And yeah, write a review. It doesn't have to be profound or even grammatically correct. I mean, just do the five stars and write something. Like a thumbs up emoji is enough for me, to be frank. Thanks again to Nicola, to the producer Sarah Miles and Matt Hill at Rethink Audio. And most of all, well, maybe not most of all, but, you know, importantly, you. <laughs> for listening I love you honestly this is my favourite thing to do so thank you thanks a million even I like to keep on brand mind yourselves and I'll chat to you next week Hold up. 
Our sponsors on Post have a great new service where you can calculate, pay and print your own postage in the comfort of your own home. Just another thing to do from the comfort of your own home. It's called Click and Post and you can find out more about it at onpost.com forward slash click and post. There's another little thing to be thankful for.